In the church's rotation of Sunday Mass readings uh, this year, this liturgical year, most, if not all, of our Sunday Gospels will come from the Gospel of Mark. And now some distinctive features about that Gospel are that it's by far the shortest of the four Gospels. And it goes through the life of Christ at a rather frenetic pace. It goes through very, very quickly, sometimes even like a Cliff Notes version of the life of Jesus Christ. Uh, My scripture professor in seminary referred to it almost as a comic book, going through very quickly, hitting on the essentials, but not going into detail very much, happening very, very quickly, very, very fast. So it's quite interesting that this story today is actually the very first miracle of Jesus, according to Mark. He doesn't have the wedding feast at Cana like Matthew and Luke do. This is actually Jesus' first miracle in Mark's account, the healing of this man with an unclean spirit. Mark just might not have been in Canaan that day when Jesus was there for the wedding. So what is Mark trying to say to us by making this Jesus' very first miracle of healing this unclean spirit, and what does this placement possibly teach us? Well, this first miracle is directly against the work of Satan. It is directly against evil. It is ridding evil from this man's life, ridding evil from this man's soul, and freeing him from the power of Satan. And that sets the stage for the rest of Jesus' public ministry, where he would fight and defeat Satan. That was his mission, to free the world from sin and from death and of the evil one. His ministry is 100% antithetical to the work of the evil one. He is completely at odds with him. He came to free us from sin and evil and undo what Satan did in the garden. And today's gospel begins that undoing for the whole world. This miracle begins that work of undoing what Satan started back with Adam and Eve. Now, at the risk of sounding a little fire and brimstone today, I think this gospel brings up to us a very good point. That our lives should be antithetical to Satan just as Jesus' life was. That should be our mission. We promised it at our baptism, or at least our parents promised it for us, when they said, do you reject Satan? And they hopefully said, I do. And therefore, our lives should be at odds with Satan and against his work. We should be antithetical to Satan just as Christ himself was. This can be very hard to grasp because many today struggle with even understanding the concept of evil and even the devil himself. We live in a culture of relativism, brothers and sisters, where many people doubt the existence of evil. There's no such thing as good or evil. It's whatever you think in that moment. And because many people doubt the existence of good and evil, many are less cognizant of the evil one himself. They don't give him very much thought. If we're likely to reject that that evil exists, then we're more likely to reject that there is an evil one or Satan. Many people doubt his existence entirely. In fact, there was a study done in 2011, a survey among Catholics, where only 17% of Catholics actually believe that Satan is real. The other 83% just believe he's a symbol of evil. Now let me be very clear, the evil one exists. He absolutely exists. And until the end of time, he will continue to work and try to influence our world and influence souls. He has been working and he will continue to work for as long as we are here on this earth. 
So why don't we see people convulsing like we do in the gospel today on a regular basis? What, what, what gives? Well, I think that's because the evil one has gotten a little smarter. He might have gotten a little bit wilier as well. He's gotten us to believe that he does not exist. That's a far more insidious way to get into our world and to go about with great grandeur and seeing people convulsing walking down the street. He's much more insidious. It's smarter to think that he doesn't exist, that he's not that big of a deal. And that gives him an easier path into our spiritual lives. Not so much for possessing us, but just allowing evil to influence our thoughts, our words, and our actions. And we cannot let him do that. We have to acknowledge that he exists and therefore reject him and reject his, all of his empty show. So it's sort of sad that listening to Charlie Daniels is the closest that most people get to acknowledging the existence of the devil. But as we see in our gospel today, even Jesus acknowledges the devil, and the devil even acknowledges Jesus. He says, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And there's a kernel of truth in that. He knows that Jesus is the Holy One of God. But as evil so often does, it takes a sliver of truth, maybe just a small little piece, and distorts it and tries to lead it away from Christ. So this evil spirit knows who Jesus is, but he certainly does not have divine faith. He knows exactly who Jesus is, but there is no faith in that evil spirit. And therefore, he distorts the truth about who Jesus is. He lives in fear of Jesus rather than in love as we should. It's a very, very noticeable thing. He entices us with the smallest little kernel of truth, but it's always a distortion because it never leads us to Christ. So it's important then to not really dwell too much on the evil one. We certainly need to know that he exists, but we should not live in fear, brothers and sisters. The best defense is a good offense. And if we are maintaining a state of grace and frequently receiving the sacraments, especially reconciliation and Holy Communion, we have nothing to worry about. And thankfully, we know that Christ himself has authority over all evil spirits. He has power over Satan, as the people in this gospel acknowledge, a teaching with authority. Because it's very easy to kind of picture Satan as on an equal footing with God. That they're fighting tooth and nail in this eternal battle for souls. But really, Satan is only a creature. In fact, the legends of some of the early church fathers describe him as equal with St. Michael the Archangel. And Christ, as we know, is infinitely more powerful than any of his creatures and infinitely more powerful than the evil one. So we can call on him and he will deliver us from any evil in our lives, just like this man in the gospel. So today, let's resolve to reject Satan and all of his empty promises just as we promised at our baptism and make our lives antithetical to evil just as Christ was. And may we take hold of the power and the authority of Christ who triumphs over every evil.